and wouldn't you know it, history <laughs> is on the field in Columbia, Missouri. And the kick down at the 35-yard line, and Sarah Fuller, happy Thanksgiving. What a day. podcast i'm your host maddie jane and i'm freddie ham freddie we just got done doing a really really incredible thing there's been some talk about it on twitter in case any of you who follow us on twitter have been wondering what this jason wright meeting everyone's been talking about we just got done talking to the president of the washington football team Jason Wright in a roundtable discussion with some other fans, other podcasts were there. It it was cool because it's kind of like the community, but we actually all saw each other. So right. it's like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> like, how is everybody? And got to pick Jason's brain. It was really, really cool. Yeah, it was, it was a really, really exciting and awesome opportunity. Uh, like you said, it was with a lot of our friends uh, that we've met in the podcast world, the, the fan world. One in particular that I'm really shocked that we haven't had on our show yet, but that's going to change today, and I'm super excited about it. It's almost criminal that he hasn't been on the podcast yet, right? Right. Here he is, finally, from the Burgundy Network podcast, Mr. Josh Taylor. So Josh, what's up? How you living? I'm doing good, guys. How are y'all doing? I mean, well, I'm doing good. How about you, Maddie Jane? Yeah, I can't complain. Doing pretty well. Today was probably like top five days of my life. Our huge Zoom meetup with the president of the Washington football team, Jason Wright. I don't even know what to say. It was amazing. I didn't think that I could be more impressed with Jason, but I am so much more impressed with him after. It's crazy. Way more transparent than I could imagine. A president of a professional sports team coming out and just talking the way he did, like just saying like, this is the state of the team. This is what it's going to look like. That's what we're working towards. You couldn't ask for anything more than that. And the fact that he didn't shy away from any of our questions. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. And he went so in depth, he expounded on things. He was just as candid and just as transparent as he could have possibly been. When each of us had our individual time to ask him a question and speak with him one-on-one, -on -one, really felt like he was right there with us and that he didn't just kind of gloss over anybody. And he gave really thoughtful answers to everyone. Even if we had like a comeback to say or like follow up on it, he was all for it. And yeah, I think they hit everybody like multiple times. Media team, first off, they should get a huge shout out for everything that they're doing. Stacia is awesome. Yeah. I wasn't expecting anything like that to ever happen. The small podcast fan, like whatever you want to call me, like my favorite team reaching out to me like that, saying like, hey, we want to hear from you. That's like dream come true. I feel like a lot of times like, well, I, I'm sure you have things that are more kind of like a stunt or just like, oh, we're doing this for our fans and we're doing this. And but this didn't feel like that. And we, we kind of spoke to it. That didn't feel like that at all. It felt like this was something that Jason really wanted to do because he wanted to involve fans and he wanted fans to have a voice. And so it didn't feel like something like, oh, we're just trying to make ourselves look good. It really was a what do you have to say? I want to hear your thoughts on this. I want to know what you think about this. Tell me what you think we could do better. That kind of thing. And 
and you don't see, like I said, like that kind of transparency really in many organizations, but especially this one, because what we're used to is nothing like that. <laughs> you know, us being able to ask him questions, then him, him turning it around and being like, okay, like this is an idea or like, this is what we're thinking about right now. Like, I just want all y'all's feedback on it. You're like, wow, like, you know, the president of the team's like asking me what I think about the stadium or the name, like what's important to me. If you don't realize it now, like we're a part of that process, which is like mind blowing. <laughs> Again, like you said, like, it's cool to just be a fan, but have a voice and just know that no matter what ends up coming out, no matter what the name ends up being, what the stadium looks like, whatever, we really were here in the building process and we'll be able to say, yeah, I remember when we talked about this with Jason and just like something that you never would have thought would have happened. And um, it's just pretty remarkable. Freddie already said it, but I love Jason Wright. I love the way that this uh, team is put together now, this organization is put together, and I couldn't be more proud to be a fan of this franchise. Everything that he does and the moves that they make is 100% with the fans in mind. Wanted to put that out there uh, for our listeners. If those of you who are on Twitter saw some things about this meeting that everyone's talking about, well, this is what we were talking about, and uh, it was great. And also wanted to tell everybody, and uh, Josh, you can back me up, Maddie Jane as well, Jason said it was very important to him for the fans that aren't necessarily big engagers like we are for the casual fans and everyone else. He wants to hear from everybody. So everybody's included in this, not just these podcasts, not just us. It's everyone. It's all of our listeners. And uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing and it's a wonderful thing. And I love that he's embracing everybody and listening to everyone's input, no matter how big or how small. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. And he's doing it. He cares about those fans too. Like you don't have to have a podcast or have some platform. Those people, they still have their own inputs. They still have their suggestions about the team and stuff like that. They just don't voice it. Like he said, it's the people that listen to the podcast. It's the people that read the tweets, but don't reply. And that's most people. Those are probably the best people to be honest. So we're riding the high of this uh, of this wonderful meeting that we had and shared it with some awesome people. I actually wanted to shout them out too. Tay and Todd podcast were part of it. Kyle from Burgundy Zone. Burgundy Zone was represented. Maurice Hawkins rep the DC tweet team big shout out to Andy Burroughs and we did talk to Jason about Andy Andy does amazing work and he's just an awesome human being I can't I could just take the whole episode and just talk about how much we love Andy and how great he is just for not only his show but just for the fan base in, in general as well so yeah great time with Jason it, it was awesome so I want to move on from that obviously we have a really really big game coming up and it's going to be in prime time and we have a horrible horrible record in prime time and I think when everybody saw man we're playing the Steelers and we're playing them on Monday night and we've had some bad showing specifically against the Steelers uh Josh what do you think about this game specifically I want to know what you're thinking about is going to be the key to victory if there is one well we don't have Kirk Cousins so that's a plus (laughs) right there um we get the advantage of just not having him on the field but honestly, yes, the Steelers are 10-0. Anything's possible. I mean, we saw a bad, beat-up Dallas team. Took them to, like, the final round. It was like a boxing match. Just, it, it, I didn't expect that at all. That was probably the most unpredictable game of the season so far. Even though Steelers still won. It's one of the oldest things out there. Anything can happen on any Sunday. But honestly, just, like, looking at how Pittsburgh's won their games, their defense is number one in the league in pretty much every single category. 
which is not good for us. Like, our offense is clicking right now, but it's not the Chiefs clicking. <laughs> we, we need Pat Mahomes and uh, Tyreek Hill to win on a, I like to call it Monday supper time football. Like, it's not a Monday <laughs> night. It's like 5 o'clock. Sure that. That's early. First off, shout out to Mika Fitzpatrick. He's killing it. Five interceptions. They lead the league in interceptions, sacks, and also allow the fewest rushing yards in the league. So, Gibson, you're coming off best game of your life on Thanksgiving. We need a encore presentation if we want any kind of chance. This is going to be the game where you have to milk the clock, score, make the most of every opportunity, and just not be throwing it. Like, Alex Smith's not going to throw more than 25, 26 times on Monday. And Chase Claypool, uh, he was actually one of the guys I scouted because I wanted us to get him so bad um, come draft time. He was one of those guys that was technically a tight end, but not really at Notre Dame. Like, we knew he was going to move to a wide receiver. But he's got eight touchdowns, like, his rookie season. Like, we talk about how good, like, Gibson's been and stuff. I think it's even harder as, like, a receiver or tight end, whatever you want to be called. Eight touchdowns. He has ten total touchdowns on the season, but eight alone receiving. Like, that's hard to do. Running back, yes, it's impressive, but as a single receiver in such a spread out field, when you have Juju uh, Smith-Schuster, Connor, Benny Snell, James Washington, uh, Johnson, slot receiver, like there's so many weapons on that offense. And yeah. for a rookie to have those kind of numbers, like it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. I feel like the only like consolation I have at this point, not that I don't think we could compete, but I do feel like anytime you have a team that's like undefeated and they're just going, there's going to be one point where they probably most likely lose a game they shouldn't have lost. And that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, are we going to be the team that like actually pulls out the game? Like, like Steelers probably should have won it. So that's kind of like, in my opinion, that is what I'm hoping for. Again, not saying we can't compete with them. You know, we feel like we're starting to click. They've been clicking for a while. It's just going to be, it's going to be tough. You know, we talked earlier about like our fandom and getting to, you know, what a great experience it was to talk to Jace and all of that. I haven't really heard, I don't really know your origins, not even just as a fan, but uh, with Burgundy Network, all the things you do. Kind of like, how did all that start? Maybe from your fandom into the podcast that you have. How did all that come about? Well, I've been a Washington fan literally all my life. My family was either Dallas or Washington. Like, luckily I was was on the right side. (laughs) Same same with college, it was either LSU or Alabama and whew. (laughs) <laughs> Dodge the bullet there too. Um, but honestly, it's just, I've always had, like, that's just been the one thing I've always, like, had was sports in general. That's the memories I have growing up as a family, just hanging out, watching the game together, that rivalry, just talking trash to each other. It was always that game you look forward to, you know, Dallas and Washington. Um, but just having that passion for the, the team, and you go to training camp and you hang out with other fans at the game, you know, the draft party, you do all that, and you just share all this passion with people. I was like, okay, you know, I listen to podcasts. This seems like such a great platform to do the same. Just interact with people, talk to people like we're doing right now. Just saying how we're fans, how long we've been fans, like what we love about this team. Podcasting was like the perfect way to do it because you can reach out to people. People reach out to you. You talk to people you've never thought you would talk to. Like I've talked to like college players that I never thought I would. Junior, Galette, Maddie and Freddie, like I'm like <laughs> doing big now, like Jason Wright, like it's just, it's right. crazy. Like, so many opportunities. And then guys like Pete Haley, you know, I've had him on the show, um, same with Mitch. And you get this insight from the team. It's just, you get something from everybody you talk to. Different opinions, different passions, different stories. It just, it just puts a, puts a different perspective on everything. And um, like I said, it's just every, every fan has their own stories. And that's what, that's what I like hearing. I like talking just like this as casual fans and also as podcasters. So I didn't want just a podcast. I wanted like a brand. I wanted something I could build off of, like a network. You know, eventually, you know, I'm in with a group called Full Press Washington. 
um, a bunch of writers, you know, that work with like SI and stuff like that. Other podcasts, there's so many good guys out there, but just being on a team like that, I wanted a network because I don't want it just to be me. Like, I don't want to just talk to myself, you know? <laughs> what fun is that just talking into him like by myself and, you know, not sharing it with those other fans. So um, just, just being in it with a network like that, that's what I want. I want to build something that's, you know, not just a podcast. Eventually, you know, put stuff on clothes, you know, that kind of stuff, market stuff, um, and just see what comes out of it. If this just is always a podcast, cool. I have fun with it. It's a passion. Probably always going to do it because I love doing it. Um, but the, the main goal is to one day, like, do this for a living. Like, that's, like, the goal, and I'm not going to stop until that happens. So, Hey, we're rooting for you, Josh. Honestly, and especially after uh, speaking with you, I think I speak for myself and for Maddie Jane. You can do it, man. You really can. When we started, your podcast was kind of the blueprint where we said, well, this is kind of where you start because – we were looking at who does good fan podcasts. Honestly, it was you. In some ways, you're kind of like the big brother. I like to sometimes refer to us as the little podcast that could. For what we're doing, that, that's what it is for us. So really appreciate what you're doing and appreciate you doing it the right way and being able to be an example for a podcast like us. We appreciate it. That's probably the best thing anyone's ever told me podcast related. You asked me about my podcast, but I'm very curious to how y'all started. Like, how do y'all know each other? Like, are y'all like childhood friends? You just played in a band together or like, how did it all start? I mean, it literally started through Twitter. Freddie and I became friends on Twitter. We started talking about Washington football and then we kind of never stopped talking about Washington football. We talk about it all the time, 24-7. Because I think both of us, neither of us had had a friend before where it was like we really could talk about this football team as much as we wanted to. Like, I didn't really have any really close Washington fans. He didn't. So it was like we became that for each other. And then I started a podcast on my own. The OK with Maddie Jane podcast. And Freddie was definitely always so supportive, was always the biggest supporter. And when, like, when I would stop posting, he'd be like, hey, where's a new episode? And I'm like, I don't think I want to do this anymore like not because I didn't want to do it but it was just a lot and so it ended up me begging Freddie to join the podcast um and then we just decided hey let's rebrand let's do this from scratch like obviously because it had my name on it so let's rebrand and we did and that became HTWR and so that's kind of how it all I don't know Freddie if you have anything outside of that I feel like that I covered most of it but that's kind of how it all started. You did beg me to join the podcast. I did. I did. I will I will be honest. I was like, I'm not doing it on my own. I was like, why don't you? We already talk football anyway. Let's just talk about it together. And that was definitely the best decision because, like you said earlier, Josh, like it's hard to just talk on your own. And when you have somebody that you can, you know, bounce off of and stuff, it just makes it so much more interesting and just like it makes it easier. At least for me, it did. So, yeah, that's kind of how HTWR was born. All anyone hears on our podcast from the time we started until now is just the same conversations that Maddie Jane and I would be having if nobody was listening. And it's been an, an outlet for us and then also a way to bring people together. And I think our shared vision for this is to bring people the feeling that I myself felt when I was listening to your original pod. I know you don't you don't have like to give yourself any credit for the okay with Maddie Jane, but when I listened to it, and keep in mind this is before we started having these long conversations about football, so I didn't really because I didn't know you on that level, but when I heard you talk about the team and your fandom and all these things and the way that you were, 
I felt like you were speaking for me. And I said, I can't not be the only one who feels like this. And that's why we are unapologetically and specifically fan-centric, because we want to be that voice for those fans, not just those fans that are really, really strong, committed fans, but those fans that read the stuff on Twitter, but don't reply to it. Listen to the podcast, but don't talk about it. We're trying to be that for those listeners, so. For sure. What is your favorite uniform looking like? If you were picking the uniform combinations, what would we go with? And maybe it's something that we don't even have yet. I love the all whites. My only concern is what the helmet's gonna look like. Cause if it's like red and white, uh, scratch it. I don't want that. All white uniforms, but what does the helmet look like? That's my we only get our concern. Strike back. That's my only knock on the current uniform. I love our helmet stripe. I miss it. Some of these concepts have been really, really interesting, but the second I start seeing color schemes in red, white, and blue... Jason Wright was very clear. The burgundy and gold is staying. Everybody in the meeting, I, I felt, just took a huge sigh of relief when he made that very, very clear. Burgundy and gold is here to stay. The colors are not going to change. He was like, you can take that to the bank. Burgundy and gold are the colors. And I feel like, I know for me, I'm pretty sure for y'all too, that was... I mean, I feel like most everybody wants that. Like, who who wanted the colors to change? I, I that feel was like we all game. knew that was going to stay, but, like, just hearing him say that, we're like, all right, right. sigh of relief. Like, there's no one else in the NFL with this color scheme at all. Like, Maurice it's not even close. It. Yeah, Maurice said it. Shout out to Maurice. But, like, that that's, like, the one thing that we can always hold on to is the colors and, like you said, making the name burgundy and gold might be an option later on the road. You never know. Josh, thank you so much for coming and joining us. It's been such a blast hanging out with you and talking to you. Make sure, so so before we go, uh, just go ahead and let people know if they don't already. They probably already follow you, but if they don't, where can everybody find you? So on Twitter, it's at Josh Taylor underscore 21. Shout out to Sean Taylor. And also follow my guy, Brian. Like I said, he's my uh, co-host, Love Brian. If you want to see like the most adorable little girl in the world, follow his Twitter at bmurf13. Um, you can see him on the podcast page too at Berg Network Pod. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was a blast chopping up with y'all. It's probably the most I've laughed. Um, <laughs> a lot of stuff y'all won't hear on the episode, but uh, <laughs> things. It's just, it's just been a blast, and I'm down to come on literally anytime. You know, some of that cutting room floor stuff makes its way to our Twitter from time to time. You never know. Sure. Thanks so much, Josh. Appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed to Josh's podcast, go subscribe to the Burgundy Network podcast. It's great content. And Josh himself, just super awesome dude. There's so much stuff that didn't make it into this episode that got edited out, but we were just laughing the whole time cutting it up, weren't we? Yeah, he it was it was a good time. And he's a similar age to us. Like I felt like we were kids at the lunch table chopping it up. Yeah, it was really fun. So thank you again, Josh, for joining us. It was a it was a really fun time. And yeah, maybe who knows? Maybe you will hear some of that stuff that didn't make it into this specific episode at some point because it was some funny stuff. I know that we're feeling some kind of way about playing Monday against the Steelers, but I just love games under the lights. I love the atmosphere and all that kind of thing. I know historically we haven't been great, but I'm looking forward to the fact that we get a Monday night game. I, I, I kind of dig it. It's definitely fun to have that primetime moment, even though it is a little earlier, 530. The only person I feel bad for is Andy because he's going to have to stay up. But since it's 530, hopefully it'll be a little better for him. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun to have a Monday night one for ourselves. All the UK fans over there watching the game super, super late. Props to all of Oh, Okay. I see what you did there. I said it. That means we got to do it. Got to do it. Props this week. Usually I give the in-house props, but I think, Freddie, I think you're going to handle that one today. I got you, Maddie Jane. All right. 
What you but got? But don't I always? Don't I always? Yeah, you do. You do. I got one, and it's special for you. Okay. Number 97. Mm. Big Tim Settle. Yeah. I've been following his whole career since college. He wore number four in college as a defensive tackle, Matty Jane. That's pretty cool. It's awesome. And he's making a big impact for this team this mm -hmm. year. It's amazing what he's doing. And I saw like some stat the other day. He's got comparable numbers to JJ Watt and Aaron Donald and like the number of sacks and stuff, but he's only got half of the number of snaps or even less than them. So the level of production is just like crazy. Off the charts. I can explain his success very, very simply, Matty Jane. Okay. He is a Virginia Tech Hokie. Well, okay, maybe that's one explanation. Do you have a better one, Maddie Jane? I can think of a couple better reasons why he's been so productive, yeah. Okay, well, what might those be? For starters, my man Jack Del Rio and Coach Rivera changed from the 3-4, you know, where he was playing nose, and now we're over to the 4-3, and that kind of allows Tim Settle to do what he does best, which is play as a single gap defensive tackle. And when he's lined up in the three technique, he absolutely goes off. He eats, he gets his. His good off this year has been exceptionally quick. I don't know if you've noticed that. It's been pretty consistent as well. And I know you told me this, but his bull rush was insane in college, right? Yeah, I talked about that before, about how he would just mow people over in college and it wasn't something he was probably gonna be able to do in the NFL. Well, now, as we saw, he dropped a lot of weight. He's in a lot better shape and he's refining his technique. And he's grown every single year, and it's starting to show. Remember when he was drafted? He was a little bit bigger. He was a little on the bigger side. Like, listen, I'm no one to judge, but he was a little bit bigger. But he's definitely slimmed up. And honestly, what's impressed me isn't necessarily his strength, because he has gotten stronger, but really it's his agility at his size and his frame. He's got quick feet, he's been playing with leverage, he's getting under guards pads and closing through their inside shoulder, and it's been absolute murder on the quarterbacks he's been getting to the quarterbacks. Plus, let's not forget, he's got the best sack dance in the game. And uh, so I'm really glad that he's been getting to show it off so much. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, your rebuttal. That was a fantastic analysis. Uh, we have no response. That was perfect. When he's doing uh, your favorite sack dance, are you at home doing the happy feet along with him? I'm gonna leave that between me, myself, and I. Props to Big Tim Settle. The level of production for the limited snaps that he's gotten is yeah. just awesome. And he's not the big name like everybody else on the line, but he's getting his, and it's, it's awesome to see him getting some recognition. Speaking of recognition, Maddie Jane, you're taking it out of the NFL. I am. This one's going to be near and dear to my heart, and obviously people are going to have their opinions and everything, but here on the HTWR podcast, we like to commend people for doing big things and making history, and I just absolutely believe that she's deserving of props, and that would be Sarah Fuller. Freddie, I'm sure you've heard about Sarah Fuller over the past week. She is from Vanderbilt. So it's kind of an interesting story. And obviously 2020 has just been crazy enough, right? But the special teams unit on Vandy was decimated because of contact tracing and COVID-related stuff, you know, all that stuff. And so they were in need of a kicker. They didn't have a kicker on their roster. Well, Sarah Fuller is a in pretty incredible woman soccer player. And so they pretty much were like, hey, can you come in? Could you kick for us? Would you be willing? 
and like the boss that she is she was like yeah i got you um and that in itself is is such a cool thing i think there's so many different stories of women in sports you know going and trying to make it especially in in football but this was really more of a thing where it's like she's talented and they were like hey can you do this and she didn't shy away from it and so you know she knew it's a physical game but you know what soccer is also a physical game and, and she's obviously a baller so she was like yeah let's do this and so she played and she was the first woman in power five history which is a huge deal again history being made unfortunately she didn't get a lot of opportunities the only time that she got to kick was the kickoff in the second half let's just talk about the kick for a second can we because there's been plenty of people that have voiced their displeasure of the kick this is all I'm going to say. You're going to shut it down, Maddie Jane? What Sarah Fuller did was essentially a squib kick, and she played it very well. She did exactly what she was supposed to do, exactly what she was told to do. And, of course, there's going to be people out there that don't have any idea what they're talking about that want to say, oh, she couldn't even kick the ball. No, that's what she was supposed to do. And if you don't want to listen to me and you don't want to believe that I'm telling you that, uh, Coach Rivera said it. Go check his Twitter. He definitely said in even more detail exactly what the kick was supposed to be and that she um, executed it very well. So for anybody that wants to say that, that's not the case. You just don't know what you're talking about. But I don't want to be negative. Listen, this is a time to be positive about something that is awesome and if you want to know though how far we still have to go as far as women in sports and just women having a place honestly go to the posts about sarah fuller there's one on sports center even the one on nbc sports washington go look at those posts and go look at the comments and you can just see i'm not even going to say it you go look for it uh for yourself if you want to but you'll be able to tell how far we still have to go but anyway really at the end of it at the root of it what i want to do is i want to give props to sarah fuller because she did something that was really important and as a woman, I see it as very important. So props to her, she did her thing. Um, and I think we should all commend her for that. And that leads me to, can I just do a mini little tangent rant? Freddie, is that okay? Are you telling me that you're gonna break out an okay with Maddie Jane? I think it's about time that I break out an okay with Maddie Jane. Okay. Okay! Everything that's been happening has just caused me to do a lot of reflection. Maddie Jane, yeah. the microphone is yours. I appreciate it. Thank you, Freddie. Unlike Whitney Houston, I am not every woman. Okay, so I can't speak for every woman. I cannot speak and be the voice of women, but I can speak from my perspective and I can speak as a woman. And that's just kind of what I, I want to do right now. As a woman that's involved in sports, obviously I'm not out trying to play college football. And obviously, Sarah, you could see the flack that she got. You could see the people going after her for just literally being willing to help out her school. That's all she was doing. She was literally just trying to help out her school. And you could see what people were saying. It was really, really horrible. But this is all I want to say. As a woman somewhat in the sports world, just trying to do her thing in the sports world. I am not looking for anyone's handouts. I am not looking for any unfair advantages. And I'm not looking for anybody to roll out the red carpet for me. Okay. And at the same token, I am not somebody's publicity stunt and I am not somebody's PR move. Okay. If that's what you want to utilize a woman for, you're doing it wrong. That's, that's not what we are. Again, I said, I wasn't going to speak for women, but I'll speak for me. That's that's not what I am. Like we talked about earlier, we had a really cool opportunity to speak to the president of this football team, of the Washington football team. And it led me to this. All I'm looking for 
All I'm looking for is a seat at the table. We had our roundtable discussion. And just by being a fan, all I'm doing is just being passionate about the team that I love. And I know it doesn't compare to going out and playing college football, but just in my little, like again, from my little perspective where I'm at, all I'm doing is just being passionate about my team. But this is the thing. I don't want people to look at me and say, oh, because she's a woman doing it. Yeah, that's fine. But I don't need, I don't need that. I don't need any of that. I think, yeah, it's, it's cool that I'm woman sure, that I like football short, but that should be a normal thing. And it is a normal thing. There's plenty of women that love football and no football. Okay. All I want is if I earn something, if I deserve something, I just want that opportunity, just like anybody else. I just want a seat at the table. And I'll just say that having that chance with Jason, having a seat at the table, that's all I'm looking for. And it was a big moment. And as a woman, that's all I'm looking for. I don't need anything more than that. I just need the opportunity. And I just want to say props to Sarah Fuller because she got an opportunity and she did the most with the opportunity she had. She didn't get much. She got one kick. But you know what? She executed that kick well. And there's plenty of people that are talking trash, right? And it sucks. It really sucks. But you know what? She did her thing. She made the most of her opportunity. She took that seat at the table and she ran with it. And she said this, and I'll say it the same. If you're a woman, and if you're a little kid, if you're a little girl, whatever, I've, I was a little girl loving football, loving sports. You know, Freddie, I don't, I don't think I've ever told you this, but the things that I wanted to be when I was younger, I wanted to be a football player. I wanted to be a crew chief in NASCAR, all these things that women were not these things. And as a little kid, I didn't recognize, oh, that's not what women like. Women can't do that. Women don't do that. These are all men that are doing these things. I didn't look at that. I was like, this is what I want to do. And yeah, as I've gotten older, my aspirations have changed a little bit. So I didn't go in that direction. But it was always a, you know what, if I want to do something, if I can work hard enough at it, I can do it. That's the bottom line. If I work hard and I push forward and I pursue it, I can do it. Women can do anything. And if I can leave anybody with one thing, and I think that most people that listen to this because they're willing to listen to a woman talk about football, y'all probably already know this. But if there's anybody out there, any women out there that are just like, I can't do something. No, that's not the case. You can do anything you want to do. You have a beautiful mind. You have everything all the tools that you need to do what you want to do you have them you just have to work hard as long as you get that seat at the table you'll be able to do it so shout out to women props to women props to sarah fuller it's been a pretty good week in sports you know maddie jane usually when you're speaking i'm, I'm actively listening but i'm always thinking about you know what's the next thing that i'm going to say what's the next thing that's going to take us into our next segment but i don't want to cheapen anything that you've just said i'm just going to say this i want to thank you obviously as your co-host, but I want to thank you as a friend. And actually, I want to thank you as a fan, a fan of obviously this team, but a fan of yours, because I'm a Maddie Jane fan. It's okay, Maddie Jane, if you wanted to speak for women. I think you're in a position where you can speak, at least for a lot of women who are sports fans, specifically football fans, Certainly, I think you have that right to do that. Women in sports and just women in general are not looking for anything extra. Like you, you don't want anything more. You just want an opportunity, like you said, a seat at the table. You just want a level playing field, so to speak. That's exactly and right. And it's wonderful that as a society in all facets that we're moving in that direction, but there's still work to be done. There's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be ignorance. 
But the wonderful thing that I feel about us doing this podcast specifically is the women and the girls who get to hear it and get to hear your voice, you talking about football and it being a normal thing. Like you said, where you don't want there to be a distinction. It's just another person. Like you don't want to be Maddie Jane, the woman talking on the sports podcast. You just want to be Maddie Jane, the person talking on the HT We Are podcast. Absolutely. And and I'll I'll just add this. You know, it's important to have people like you, Freddie, who, who really do believe in women. And I do believe there are a lot of great men out there that do believe in women. And one of those I would absolutely say is the president of our favorite football team, Jason Wright. We had, you know, the opportunity to have that Zoom call and I got to kind of propose a question about women uh, to him. And I'm not going to explain his full answer, but I'll just say this. He believes in women and he believes in everything that I was just talking about. He stands by that and he believes in that. And that's a beautiful thing. And so I just want to say a shout out one more time to Jason because that is evident. And that means so much to somebody like me who is doing my thing, even as a fan, just as a female fan wanting that reassurance. He really was able to give that so beautifully. So a shout out to Jason incredible president president we couldn't have done any better um so leave y'all with that one more thing maddie jane i don't know if you saw but sarah fuller is going to be playing again this weekend oh yeah so even more history to be made let's go i I can't wait to see the reactions from the trolls when she nails that 45 yard field goal you know what i'm talking about can't wait play like a girl play like a girl podcast like a girl that's it i think we've said it all Wow, that was like, we could just, you could have just done like mic drop moment and that would have been cool. <laughs> so I have one little extra tail end props. Props, you know who the best is. props to you, Maddie Jane. You've never been shy about your opinion. And just speaking as your friend, knowing you personally, you're certainly not the one to get up and say, hey, everybody, this is what I have to say. But you are, are also someone who is really, really strong in their convictions, really, really strong in your character and... I commend you for doing that because I know it wasn't easy for you either. Thank you, Freddie. I really, really do appreciate it. That's what we're about on HT We Are. We're about the voice. We're about the fans. We're about the people. We're about all of us together. That's what we said from the jump. That's what we said from our inception. That's what we're going to be saying on Monday night when we've beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Listen to me. When we're beating the Pittsburgh Steelers, because we deserve Jason Wright, like you said. Yep. Women deserve a seat at the table, and we deserve a prime time victory. Yep. 100%. And you know we always keep it 100. That's right. 100. Absolutely. And so until next time, we all hail together. It's what we do. It's who we are. HT, we are. Peace. Peace.